0: As you were hearing this announcement And the venue is BYOB So if you want a drink, bring a drink If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke And we're going to hang out afterwards We can say hello to everybody Hope to see you all there See you there This podcast like manifests texts from men for you Like what the fuck? (laughs) Apparently
1: So I was going to tell you So sorry, I don't know why my phone's not on silent Please edit out these dings But now you should not edit out Because they are comic dings Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mister Hide the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, happy belated Fourth of July. Yes, um,
2: happy July Fourth long weekend. Those weekend um, or holiday, those
1: holiday weekend scaries I think, are hitting especially hard today. Yes, I hear that. I I head off on Friday, and today, today is Monday the fifth that we are recording the listeners, and I am very much dreading being functional tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Um, I definitely have to be functional today to um, get back on my study plan after taking yesterday off. And so mm-hmm. I do have to rally after we record. But um, can you, it's, it's our 21st episode. Our podcast can legally have a
1: drink. Oh, that's exciting. I in no way want a drink today, but I am excited yeah, exactly. for the pod. Exactly. The entity that is the pod can enjoy itself. I will not be. <laughs> no, I will not be partaking. I I told you my only plan for today is to hope that the friend that I have plans with later today forgets that we have plans. Does this friend listen to the podcast? Highly unlikely.
2: Okay. Well, how was your how was how was your weekend? Um you had like a doubleheader
1: date, right? Yes. I well, I was supposed to have two dates on Saturday. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I had originally set up – I like to do date doubleheaders because – and we will find out what the listeners – how the listeners feel about this shortly. But I like to do them because you only have to get ready one time. Genius. Efficient. Yes. And despite what some people on TikTok say, I do put some effort into going on a date. Yeah. Wild. So wild. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, you can see a video that I posted to TikTok and Reels about – Somebody who said that my look for a date was low effort and therefore I must not put effort into anything else in my life. That's such an insane conclusion to draw. Right. That because I wear a top knot that I must not put effort into any other part of my life. It's nuts. It makes no sense. No. This person proceeded to make 5 videos about me from two separate accounts. She actually appears to have made a specific TikTok. The only two videos that are on this other TikTok, not the one that I originally saw, are about me. Shut up. Yeah. Unbelievable whatever. I Yeah, she's gotten enough airtime as it is. But so what I was saying is is that I do put some effort into going on a date and it is nice mm-hmm. to only have to do that one time and get, you know, double the fun out of it.
2: It sounded – I saw an Instagram story that it sounded like there's a man named The Comic and it went well.
1: Yeah. So the first date was with The Comic. I met him on Hinge and he is older than me, which many of my friends are excited about. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. He's actually significantly older <laughs> than me. Not significantly – I like this for you. I, I think it's a good thing. Um, and by significantly, I don't mean like decades, but you know, I'm not – I'm 34. He's not 35. Put it that way. We went to get brunch, which is another pretty new thing for me. As we've discussed, I don't tend to do meals on a first date, Mm -hmm. but it went really well. We met up. So it was pouring rain. I was also dragging because I had been out. My younger brother was in town on Thursday and Friday night, and we went out with him and his friends on Friday night, and I was dragging on Saturday. I did not want to go to brunch. It was pouring rain. I dragged my ass off the couch. I got ready. I went to the date. And I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, I mean, I am too. Um, so
2: are we going to see him again? I think so. Even giving the second
1: date default, you do also want to see him again more so than your default, yes, right? Definitely. So so we had brunch. We were there for so I was supposed to have a date. Our brunch was at one. I was supposed to have another date, a drinks date at three which I had told him mm-hmm. I had drinks at three. So he knew that I had a hard stop. However, on my walk from the train to brunch, and I'm really glad that it happened it, – Honestly, if it had happened 10 minutes after this, I wouldn't have seen it. So on my walk to brunch, my second date canceled on me because of work. Bummer, but sounds like it worked out. It did work out. And it was like – Again, I was already ready for the first date. So it's not like I had gone out of my way at all for date number two. And then – I didn't have to really worry about an end time, and I ended up being with him until like four thirty. Wow, that's a long date for you. You, I feel like I know. Yeah, typically keep it keep it tight. I usually do, but you know, we were having a good time. We we Love had a it. meal, so that kind of drags it out more. And then we had we had a drink with our meal, and then we ordered two subsequent rounds of drinks after we were done eating.
2: Mm-hmm. So, question about the nickname, the comic. Yes, is he funny
1: or is he a comedian? Both. Oh, shit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So he you, he used to be a stand-up comic. He like still okay. does it occasionally, but he used to – And he's always had um, like a nine-to-five type job. I won't reveal what oh, – I don't want to get too specific yeah. about the, his attributes. So he does have a full-time job. Um, but when he was younger, he was also pretty actively trying to make com- – um, Comedian. Make comedy – his full-time job, which didn't end up working out, but he is quite funny. Love that. Yeah. So that's where he gets the comic name. And yeah, I, I liked him. I was a little bit worried because he did have moderate as his political belief on Hinge. hmm And I think we've discussed this on the pod before. I've definitely made videos about it. I think you've made videos. I don't think we've talked about it. Oh, we haven't? No. I, moderate, in my experience, leans conservative gotcha on dating apps in general i've had a very
2: mixed bag with that where like there i went on um i went out for a little bit with a guy who had moderate and in no way was i was like what do you think this word means <laughs> which is fine he he was very very
1: liberal this is to say he was like it, like i was like what what just put that i i think that people just There's such a wide definition of what the word "moderate" can mean. Like, it it doesn't have a definition. I think that's part of the problem. Um, But in any case, so I was kind of I had my my antenna up a little bit um, because my most recent ex boyfriend. Sorry, my apparently my phone is not on silent. Oh my god! But it's him. (laughs) It's him. Oh my god! What that noise is the comic. Now we can. How does I was gonna happening? say. Oh my this god, he's is still texting. Insane. <laughs> my whole <own> body's hot.
2: <laughs> this podcast, like, manifests texts from men for you.
1: Like, what the fuck? Apparently. <laughs> so I was gonna tell you, so sorry. I don't know why my phone's not on silent. Please edit out these dings. But now you should not edit out because they are comic dings. Yeah,
2: definitely leaving the dinging in. Oh, but now I will put it on silent. We'll answer
1: him later. Well, I'm glad you heard from him. This is so exciting. Yeah. Well, so what I was going to say is that we have already been texting. Love. Okay. Great. So just to wrap up the, the moderate thing, I had my antenna up a little bit mm-hmm. because my most recent ex-boyfriend self-identified as moderate and was far too conservative for for my value system. Sure. So had the antenna up a little bit, but ev- everything was totally fine on that front. Um, at, at least as far as I know from a first date, which is not super deep. Um, yeah. But it was really easy conversation. We got into some kind of like – I would say non-first date appropriate conversations. Like he was telling me about his friend who has an open marriage and like the – like we were getting pretty specific about his friend and his friend's wife, like extracurricular activities. But then we were laughing because – Oh, yeah, He was like, wow, this is – Yeah. But then we were laughing because he was like, oh, wow, this is really not an appropriate first date story. However, it is a love story.
2: Oh my God. That's cute. Like
1: At the end of the day, at the end of the day, these two people, they're very happy.
2: (laughs) So I don't believe, I don't believe this is what's happening here, but I just have a question. Yeah. Have you been in a situation where, or do you think it's possible that somebody would bring that up to like test the waters? I
1: absolutely think that's possible. That isn't what's happening here because he specifically Uh, said that. But yes, like uh, I'm not sure I want to use the word grooming because I think that has a whole other host of context associated to it. Yes. But there is, I think, a level of like, let me tell this story and see if this person is comfortable with the story that might mean they're comfortable with doing that thing. It's actually so
2: funny you say it that way because I – I exercise with two girlfriends. We like go to the gym together. I drive, I drive carpool. And in the car, um, the other morning one was talking about how she wants to bring something up with her boyfriend and she doesn't quite know how to approach it. And my other friend who's engaged said that she really likes to, um, be like, yeah. So this like person at work is like thinking about doing this thing. What would you think about doing that thing? (laughs) it's just like such a I love that like she uses that as her like entryway to like
1: get him to like maybe change behavior like buy new shoes or something it's so funny that's a tactic um yes so I I have experienced that he he framed this story with like "Ah, that isn't my thing this isn't my thing and I like don't even I don't understand how they do it but it's funny like this particular Mm -hmm. story he was telling was funny not the concept yeah so so I don't think that's what it was, but yes, I have experienced that. Yeah. So we had this like really easy conversation and then we like – you know, we had three drinks. I wanted a fourth round, but I forced myself to not and to say like, you know, I should probably get home and et cetera. And I'm really happy that I did because I think it could have turned into a drag out Yeah. where – now we're like, oh, I've been with this person for so long. Mm, mm-hmm, totally. We ended brunch. He, I accidentally did the thing where I went to the bathroom while the check was being dropped. Oops. Yeah. Which he kind of set me up to do, not on purpose, because when I went to the bathroom, he was like, oh, hey, if you see our waitress, like, you know, because we'd already talked about the fact that we were ready to go. So he was like, oh, yeah. while you're up, we were sitting outside. He's like, while you're in there, if you see her, you know, send her our way. And so I did that and she did it really quickly. And so by the time I got back from the bathroom, he had already paid, which was very nice of him.
2: Yes. And then in that situation, do you just say thank
1: you and – Yes. So it, I happened to come up at the same time as she was bringing his card back to him. So I didn't say it while she was there. I just kind of like mm-hmm, sat there and like waiting yeah. for him to sign and all this stuff. And then I said thank you. And then he said, oh, you're welcome. You know, I asked you. Oh, it's like a comic. We love you. Yeah. So that happened. And then we were kind of walking in the same direction to go home. He asked me what train I was taking. He wasn't going to take that train, but he's like, oh, I can take that. Like, I'm going up, you know, I'll walk with you. That's nice. And so we ended up saying goodbye. Yeah, it was very nice. We ended up saying goodbye just past the subway turnstiles in like a place that I'm not trying to have a first kiss. Definitely not. That's not a vibe. And that's not to say that I have never made out just past the subway turnstiles, but it certainly wasn't at 4 p.m. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's some propriety to daylight hours on the subway.
1: Right, right. So we hugged goodbye, and then he was like, oh, I don't actually have your number, which is something I actually just posted a video about on Friday with an Ask Me Anything. I usually exchange numbers before a date, but this time we didn't. Mm. He was like, oh, I don't have your number, If you want to go on a second date, shoot me your number on Hinge. Love it. Great segue. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. I did. I sent him my number with my upside down smiley face that I love dearly. And then he texted me and we've been texting ever since. Great. Yeah. I'm
2: excited for – I'm excited. I'm like really excited about this.
1: Yeah. Same. I mean, hopefully – we haven't talked about like a defined second date yet. We've talked about it in concept. Um, but, so that was Saturday, then Sunday was the 4th of July, and now here we are on Monday. So it hasn't been that long. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, I hope, um, his messages are circling, circling the wagons on a plan.
1: Yeah. So this was him, like, we haven't been talking today. This was just him saying, like, how was your 4th, et cetera. So hopefully this conversation will go in that direction. Perfect.
2: I have no dating updates. However, (laughs) I have a crime update. Oh, I think I know what it is. Tell me. Yes. Yes. So I served my friend's ex for small claims yes. course. Yes. Yeah. So I – like th- the rules are the rules, right? So my friend did like did the filing stuff and then they – she – like once they accept the claim, they send her all these materials. And um, one of them is the instructions for service. Uh-huh. You have to be like 18 years old of like – reasonable mind or something so it's like you have to like not be a degenerate i guess sure i had to, like I, I had an envelope all the papers and mm-hmm. the instructions say walk up to the person to be served say these are court papers give the person all the copies da 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 if the person won't take the papers just leave them near the person it doesn't matter if the person tears them up <laughs> i was like living for if that happens like if he was like no i'm not taking those whatever i just been like okay i'm going to leave them here i'm going to set these down Goodbye.
1: It doesn't matter if you tear them up.
2: Yeah, go for it. it they are still legally binding. Um, but yeah, so I went up to his door, knocked. He answers in his underwear. And um, yeah, fully like shirtless. And I say, hello, person. These are court papers. He says, what? And was not <laughs> oh, happy. And he, he knows you, right? Yes, he knows me because right. our exes are friends. Right, right. And we used to, the four of us, like, used to go out and double date and whatnot. Anyway, he originally looked happy to see me. Then that changed very rapidly. <laughs> and I said, you know, he was like, what? What do you? What is this? And so I said, it's all in there. I'm just dropping it off. And I'm, that's all. You know, have a good one. Yeah. He texted did you, me you Did
1: you not say you've been served? No, th- I
2: said, these are court papers. I followed the script. Ugh. I don't think you should I, – I didn't want I, – I I didn't want to go off book, Allie. <laughs> this seemed too important.
1: Like, you could have added it just for dramatic effect, but okay. So wait, he texted you afterwards? Yeah, so he sent me,
2: like, a very angry text later that night. Part of the – like, I, I'm not going to read the – I don't want to read the text, but – um yeah, fair. Part of it implied that he thought it was a prank? Oh. So, yeah. And so I'm like, this isn't a prank. Like, this is very real. So, we'll see. Did you write back like telling him it, no. Oh, okay. No. Because I if he doesn't if he does not log into the system, it is better for my friend. Yeah, that's fair. And we can see like it'll it'll like trigger something to her once he logs on to the Got system it. and we can see that he has not.
1: Interesting.
2: So, yeah, wild. Wow. But yeah, the text was actually sort of funny in that he was like ending our friendship oh oh okay no no problem what friendship buddy we're good exactly exactly yeah that's very funny and then i i did not have a phone throwing moment but i had a mail throwing moment of my own i um i got serve i got jury duty for the day before the bar i saw that on your story and chuckled they have to let you out of that right so i at least just to get it started just to get it like, off my plate, I postponed it because that's uh, easy. You just log yeah. on and, like, select a later day. Yeah. I will deal with, like, talking to – like, I will deal with it another day. I cannot think about it right now.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I just pushed it to late September. That's – yeah, that was the move. I, I'm coming up on when I'm going to get called again because I served on a jury and I have a 10-year <gasps> – um, I don't know what – hiatus is maybe not the right word, but, like, in New York, I I have 10 years until I'm called again and it's coming up. I think it might be this year. Yeah.
2: How long was the trial? Three weeks. Oh, wow. That's significant.
1: Yeah. It was very interesting. I actually like still talk to some of the people that I was on the jury with. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll tell that story another day. It's a good story. Um, One thing that I forgot to mention about the comic is that while he doesn't have the name of this podcast, he does know that it exists. Okay. I've decided – I think we talked about this. I've decided to start offering up my dating coaching side hustle early. Yes, sometimes I do it in in app messages. sometimes I do it in well, I've done it now once in person, just depending on I'm not gonna bring it up out of nowhere based on the context. But I did bring it up on our date, and I actually really appreciated. He also has a side hustle. I was telling him about my dating coaching side hustle, and he kind of started asking about like he i think he asked me like what do I see men doing wrong, something something?" And I said one thing and then I said, but I'm not on the clock right now. And he really respected my boundary and actually said, like, I I see that boundary. I that's that makes sense.
2: I love that. That's so nice. And also that takes me back to our conversa- conversation with Ariella.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's natural. Like, I don't fault him for asking that question because I think that's natural when somebody hears something like that, especially totally. Not very many people are dating coaches to be curious. But he understood the boundary. So the second piece is that when he found out I had a podcast, he asked what it was called. He pulled out his phone to like look for it. Mhm. And I didn't tell him. Did you have to say like I'm not say cuz I feel like once he's got his phone out, you have to say, right? So I avoided it at first, and I answered a different thing that he had asked, and I pretended not to notice the fact that he had his phone out to open it, and then he asked again. And I was like, oh, I mean, that, that's probably information for another date. And then he was like – he's like, okay. He's like, I could probably Google it. I'm like, yeah, you probably could. Yeah. So all that being said, all all that to say that he could be listening right now.
2: <laughs> well – it's been nothing but very flattering things.
1: Totally. But this might be my first sort of foray into talking about my dating life while the people that I'm dating know that I'm doing it.
2: You know, welcome
1: to the pit with me, Allie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not just know that I'm doing it because that's happened a lot, but are listening to it. Yes. Yes. Which is different. 100%. So, so we shall see you. Should we do
2: our date double or weird
1: or not? Nah? I, I think we should. I think this yeah. is a good time for it.
2: I voted not weird. And I think that, that is th- that's the way – it, lo- it looked trending that way at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say 35 weird, 65 nah.
1: Oh, you're really close. I just pulled up the, the latest stats so that we're up to the minute. It is 28% weird and 72% nah. Wow. That is – that's a win. Pretty close. There was a very surprising misunderstanding that happened with, oh, honestly, more than one person, which I, I was surprised that it even happened with one person. And that is, and so I think that the split might actually be skewed for this reason. Interesting. There was a non zero and greater than one number of people who thought that it meant you go on two dates with the same person in the same day. Oh. I am shocked by that misunderstanding. I agree because the question is phrased, you go on two first dates in the same day and you can't go on two first dates with the same person.
2: Inherently, one of them cannot be a first date if it's the same person.
1: Right. So – but apparently it was confusing because it wasn't just one person. It was more than – more than like 10 or so. Um, And so – and those were only the people who wrote in because they said it was weird and they said the reason is because – or most of them said it was weird. And they said the reason is because it's too much too soon to go on two dates in one day with someone. Uh, yes. That would be true. But yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> we agree with you on that front. But that's not the question. <laughs> that wasn't the question. Um, so I do still think that it would have been overwhelmingly not, nah, even not if not for that misunderstanding um, and most people said exactly what I did, like maximize your time. Totally.
2: I think the only thing that can get tricky potentially is I always tend to worry a little bit. I I, I pretty much always have my phone on like the moon mode.
1: I call it moon mode. I think it's don't do mm. not disturb, but yeah, it's do not disturb. Yeah, but <laughs> the one of my ex boyfriends um, used to say he got mooned. If somebody didn't pick up his call because they were on Do Not Disturb. I like that. And I always thought that was funny.
2: Um, yeah, I, was, I like Do Not Disturb. I actually had to have a conversation with an ex because when he slept, he would put his phone on airplane mode. And I was like, I really don't feel good about that because, like, I could not get to you in
1: an emergency. Right. Because with, with Do Not Disturb, you can set up your favorite so that, like, yep. my mom, it'll still ring. It, same. Yes. Like I have the people that
2: it'll like break through for.
1: Yeah. And you can also set it, just PSA listeners, you can also set it so that it rings if somebody calls you a certain number of times. Mm-hmm. I think it's three. I forget what it is. But it's like a number that would – it's not a normal number. It's I, more than two. I think that's right. Yeah. So if even if, you know, so-and-so person is not on my list and they it's an emergency and they're calling me over and over and over again, it'll ring. Love that. But – Tell me how this factors into your double date header issue.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So I I never feel good about like being out with a guy and having like a guy's – another guy's like name come up on my phone. Like I just like feel a little weird about that even though it could be anyone in my life. Like they don't know, right? Like I could have –
1: Is he seeing that though? Is your phone face up on the table on a date?
2: No, it's definitely not. I don't know. I I, like – I have these like weird fears about like – Men that even like even when I'm like not exclusive with somebody, I have weird fears about people like running into like like seeing like running into each other or like I, I I don't know I just have like like romantic comedy sort of like crossed wires like making mm. mistakes like I I just have like weird fears
1: like that are probably totally unrealistic. A, a couple people who said it was weird said that they didn't think it was weird so much as they could never do it because they would worry they would get people confused. That's relatable. Yes. Yeah. Somebody else asked, what if you like both people? I was like, that that sounds great. That's a great thing. Cool. Like great I'm jealous. What? <laughs> yeah, right. You've got two second dates then. Perfect.
2: Yeah. You can do two second two second dates in the same day if you want.
1: Exactly. Although there I think if I think that specifically saying two first dates in one day, I'm a hard like, nah, that is not weird. I think there starts to be some gray area mm-hmm. where one of them is a second or more date and more so because I think that it's almost like mm, – Interesting. I don't think it's weird per se to do you know a first date and then a second date or vice versa. But I do think that you're almost setting your first date up for failure by doing it back to back with somebody you with whom you already have a connection. That's a very good point. I can see how that would play out. You know, like you might think like, oh, I didn't like this guy. I didn't like date one as much as date two. Well, yeah, date two I've already spent two hours with and date one is a stranger.
2: Yes. And also not only have you spent two hours with the person you're on a second date with, you've also decided that person is worthy of a second date. So you must like them to yes. some degree. And so, yes. yeah, that, that does seem like like an apples and oranges, um, like sort of setting yourself up for uh, compare and despair.
1: Yeah. So wouldn't do it. So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes.
0: Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for.
1: code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box.
0: That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm excited to talk about our topic today. Yeah.
1: This is a, I feel like this is just like a, a big one. This is the big one yes we we may find that this is also one where we cannot do it all in one episode. I
2: also think this one is very susceptible to specific questions. Like I think I was in thinking about this episode, I think what could be fun a little bit is almost a game of like, is this a situation ship and giving sort of like a scenario and ruling on whether or not it is one.
1: Yeah, I have a few of those from listeners. Amazing. And I think we could potentially do like future episodes where we, you know, drill into different things. Yeah. But the very first thing I think we need to do is define a situationship. Yes. So to me,
2: a situationship is defined by its lack of definition. That there are feelings involved and yet you – don't know what you are to that person. And maybe it's because you have a sense of kind of what you hope to be, but you don't know if that person's on the same page. Um and I think situationships can easily become defined taking them out of the situationship umbrella. But that then requires sort of the emotional work of confronting potentially scary conversation.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's the lack of definition for me and it is the lack of clarity on the end goal of the situation. Yes. Whether or not you both agree or not. I mean, you could both agree. You just don't don't know that you both agree and thus it's not clear.
2: Yeah, totally. No, someone needs to open their mouth.
1: Yes, exactly. And we are going to get into that. So one of the listener questions that we got on this is, is there a difference between a situationship and friends with benefits and i think what you said really speaks to that in the sense that it's the lack of definition and i think friends with benefits is just in, it's inherently defined you're friends correct who have sex
2: yes I, I do think that friends with benefits friends with benefits arrangements are at a very high risk of devolving into situationships absolutely but they don't have to be. Right. There's an entire movie called Friends with Benefits in which that happens. <laughs> yes. And No Strings Attached. The same movie came
1: out same time. <laughs> yes. Which – do you have a preference on those two? Yes. Yeah. Which is wild. But personally, I think that one of them is a lot better. I think Friends with Benefits is much better. Yes. That is the correct answer, which is the Mila Kunis version yep. of the two. Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. So I have been in – too many situationships to actually count as i prepared for this episode and was thinking about the anecdotes that i wanted to tell yeah. i was like oh how, you know wh- which one should i tell and then i started realizing that I, I mean almost every relationship i've ever been in with a couple exceptions started as a situationship and many non relationships that i was that i never ended up in were that and they just never went anywhere interesting so this is not a listener question.
2: This is a um, co-host question <laughs> as to a uh, Rook question. Great. Yes. Um, um, do, in terms of defining a situationship, I think it might be helpful <laughs> to analyze, do we think the New Yorker and I are in a situationship? Yes, absolutely. I I, I agree with you. I I had sort of pre-decided my answer was yes. <laughs> I was going to be interested to, uh,
1: but yeah, I agree. Well, because I think it's exactly what you said. It's the lack of definition. Yes. It's the, I guess, you could argue, and he might, you could argue that you are friends with benefits. True. But I think I think that it is more on the situationship line than that. Yeah. I'm completely with you. It's not necessarily a bad thing, and I think that that speaks to – we actually talked about this when we were on Seeing Other People. Situationships are not always bad if – both people are happy with the situation, as it were.
2: Right, exactly. And I think that a lot of situationships can, situationships can probably happen because of things that are, there's a logistics problem here, right, Uh, for this. Mm -hmm. And so it makes a lot of sense that like, that is what this is. Whereas I think where things are not, as good as situationships is when one side is like emotionally unavailable and are sort of unwilling to like take the next step with a person who like is really ready to be there.
1: Yeah. And I think that this is where many situationships end up being. I think that like the traditional definition of that and where I've been a lot is you meet somebody – you know, whether that's through a dating app or real life or whatever, you've been going on dates, it's been insert amount of time here, and you want one thing, you don't know if they also want that thing, and you're not sure if you can ask about it. Right. Exactly. And I I have been there m- many times. Yeah.
2: And so how did you navigate that conversation? Were
1: you always the one to bring it up? I haven't always been the one to bring it up. In the situations – this is interesting, actually. In the situations where it didn't end up going well, I have always been the one. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And the ones where it it went well, it's – I don't know what the exact stats are, but it's not – it wasn't always him. Sometimes it was me too. But Mm -hmm. like I can think of one specifically off the top of my head – OG, Finding Mr. Height followers, like when I used to write a literal blog on a WordPress site, we will know this man as Waffles. We dated for – this was like four or five years ago. We dated two months maybe, maybe almost three months, something like that. He had met all my friends. I had met all his friends. I went as a plus one to his friend's birthday party. Like, we were dating. Yes. This feels very familiar. I assumed that we would be in a relationship shortly, like that's where everything was going and actually it was the 4th of July and I invited him, we spent the whole day together and then he came with me to a friend's rooftop to watch the fireworks and the fireworks were going off and we're on this rooftop and I said to him, like we were talking about like how fun of a day we had. And I was like, yeah, like it would be – it was such a fun day. It would be an even better day if I got to call you my boyfriend.
2: And I think that if he had been on that page, this would have – that would have been a super cute thing where he would have been like, well, why haven't you? Or like, of course you can. Or like, I call you my girlfriend, duh. You know, like this could have been super easy, cute, move on. I have a feeling that's
1: not where it's going. (laughs) right and i so you might be you might be hearing this listeners and thinking wow that was a bold thing to say and in hindsight yes it was because we know that it didn't go well but in my head there was zero chance of a negative response yep which <laughs> That's why these DTR conversations are so difficult is because you can think that you know exactly where the other person's head is at and you could be completely wrong, as I was when I started crying on a rooftop under the fireworks on the 4th of July. Yeah.
2: That is – that's tough.
1: Yeah. And I forget exactly what he said, but basically he was like, that's not where I'm at. And to his credit, he – ended thing like he said he he didn't say like i'm not there yet he said like i i just don't i don't feel the way i feel like i should and i don't i don't see that changing yeah um and he also wanted a relationship he just didn't feel that developing with me um and so he left in the middle of the fi- i told him to and he didn't run away but he left in the middle of the fireworks display and i was just there on my friend's rooftop like amongst a massive group of people just crying under the fireworks
2: oh my god I mean to your point I'm actually very glad because I think that that is a that can be if you're on the receiving end of that and not want and not going to give the person what they want to hear good of him to just own that and not say like let's talk about this tomorrow or like oh yeah
1: of course
2: you're my girlfriend and then breaking up with you the next you know like just do it
1: yeah. The thing that I do fault him for, and I actually received an apology email to this end Ooh. um, a few months later, like six months later, that – he already knew that that was the case and hadn't told me. True.
2: He did not make that decision in that moment.
1: He was so – no. It, it was not like I said that and in his head he was like, oh, I haven't considered that yet. Let me consider it. You know what? I don't think I'm in that place. It was not that way. It was something that he knew was building that he needed to address, and he let me do it. Uh, very much agreed that that is that is a um,
2: it's it's a demerit on his report card as as
1: to how he handled this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, so so that's my like I would say my most significant situationship story in the sense that I like tried to DTR and didn't yeah. work. But backing up a bit. We got a lot of listener questions about how do you avoid ending up in a situation like that if that's if you're looking for a relationship, let's say, because most of the people who wrote in, that's what they're looking for. Yes. Most people that listen to this podcast that are single. If you are looking for a relationship, how do you avoid ending up in a situationship? Can you? Yeah, I think you can because I think that situationships
2: are also a little bit – I'd like to add to the definition that they are slightly governed by their length that you've let a certain amount of time go by and you've you've met friends maybe you've met family and it, you're sort of now realizing shit we're behaving in a way but we have not actually discussed if we are this thing and so I think that to avoid it I think you communicate early sort of what your feelings are. Not as we say, not as a like, well, what are you looking for? Because to your point, he wanted a relationship. It just didn't happen to be with you. You know, like I would never call what the cyclist and I had a situationship because we were dating. We were dating and then we just decided we're going to stop dating. He realized he wasn't ready to meet my friends and he decided we weren't going to work out. We broke up. Just because we weren't on the same page with our feelings didn't make us a situationship.
1: Yeah. I think in order for it to be a situationship, there has to be – and what this period of time is, I, I don't know if I can give a hard and fast amount, but there has to be a period of time during which you're uncertain if you're on the same page. Yes. Totally. And I think – and I, I actually can bring up my date with the comic as an example of this. Having been in a lot of situations, for lack of a better word – where things got too far before I realized that there was a, a lack of um we weren't on the same page. Yeah. I now very early on talk about my intentions with dating and talk about how you know, I don't necessarily know like we've said before. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be with you, but that is my intent and I hope that's your intent too and I hope we'll, you know, communicate about that if one or both of us feels like that's not where it's going. That's a great way to phrase it. And do you do you sort of say it that explicitly? Not on a first date. Like I didn't say, you know, I hope you'll tell me if you don't, et cetera. But I did say, and this actually – Yeah, that'd be a lot. Yeah. This actually came up when we were talking about the one thing that I said to him when he asked what guys do wrong that I see as a dating coach, I backed it up to be gender neutral. But I said like the biggest thing that I talk about in my coaching is direct communication And I think that we could be so much happier as people if we were comfortable just saying if we're not into something, or if we are, or if we like someone, or if we don't, and that I really appreciate that. So
2: hilariously, we actually kind of come back to you like using that experience to like plant the seeds a little bit, huh?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I'll start doing that. Maybe that's going to be my hook into getting people to know that I'm into direct communication.
2: Yeah, I love that. My situationship was definitely it was um it was funny. I, I got into it after after I ended the relationship where I tore up the letter. Mm-hmm. And that guy was so serious, so fast that I'm sort of, I think I sort of overcorrected by choosing somebody who <laughs> was just like <laughs> Peter Pan vibes, like did not, you know, was not wanting a relationship any of that. So we were together for several months. And similarly, like he took me with him on a friend, like on a couple's getaway with all of his college friends. He like, we were doing like all the stuff of a relationship and yet we weren't in one technically. And I remember, I I don't, the problem is I don't remember what I said, but I vividly remember bringing up, like, I view this as a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. And like, if you can't meet me there, then like we're done. Right. And, and he was like, I I can't. And so I was like, okay, then I gotta go. Then we're done. And I remember leaving. Hmm? Then we're done. Yeah. And I remember leaving his apartment. I like lived. I walked home, and he either I think he either called me or texted me like that night or the next day, saying like this was a terrible mistake. Like I like come talk to me. I do like want this. And I remember us. We met up in the park. The next day, very close to this conversation, mm-hmm. he said, like, I want to – I actually – like, I'm not there yet, but I can get there. I want this, da 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 for him to break up with me, like, 48 hours later. What? Yes.
1: What? what did he say during the breakup 48 hours later?
2: Yeah, I think I was right the first time. Or, like, I, I'm not there. I'm not going to get there. Da-da-da. I was like, okay, well, you just wanted to, like, shift this back. <laughs> this is such bullshit. What an ass. Yeah. Also in that 48 hours, I did find, because he left it out on his desk, similar, I don't know if he was had like watched friends or something, but he made a pro con list about me.
1: <gasps> and you found it? Mm-hmm.
2: It was sitting out, it was like on it was like on a legal pad on his desk in his room. Oh wow. Like I, I was not snooping. It was just like on a surface. <laughs>
1: So I don't hate the list because I, I do recommend often that people write things down in order to, like, g- gain clarity. But put it in a fucking drawer, my guy. Or a note on your phone. Yes, that too. Wow.
2: Wild. But yeah. So I was oh. too serious for him. That was the big con.
1: I I was debating whether I wanted to ask what the cons were. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the big one too serious oh what anyway good riddance to that man
2: crazy though um this is so random i he like viewed my linkedin like a month ago what yeah and this was
1: probably how many this had to have been eight years ago wow yeah anyway the majority of the situationships we've been talking about thus far, I think, are your more traditional ones where you're you know, starting out in a, a more sort of normative dating pattern. You meet somebody, you start going on dates, you go on more and more dates. Maybe you meet their friends, maybe you meet their family. Like you said, you're doing things that seem relationshipy, but you're not sure if that's where you're headed. Right. But I think we would be remiss to not talk about the other kind of situationship, which we've touched on before. And you mentioned it with The New Yorker where there's something that's preventing you, whether it's logistics or something else, from taking that step into the relationship. And yet you're kind of continuing on despite that thing. Totally.
2: Very, very relatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've talked about this a little bit too with the groomsman who I mentioned a few episodes ago. He, he's, he
2: now operates as a Finding Mr. Height stan account. <laughs>
1: Yes, pretty much. Except I don't think that he ever listened to an episode of the podcast. I don't think he's made that commitment. Great. We will find out. Totally fine. (laughs) He definitely never listened to the one where I mentioned him or he would have said something. So if he listens to this one, I will also – I'll find out. So one of the listener questions – in fact, we got a few listener questions that said this – asked, do you think that situationships can interfere – with finding an actual relationship outside of that person. I mean, I certainly think so. Yeah. Especially – I think the first category of situationships that we talked about, it's a little bit different because I think in that case, you're hoping it will turn into a relationship. And so you don't want it to interfere. Like you – actually, rather, you want it to interfere with other stuff because you're hoping that that's going to become the thing. You you want it to be the thing. <laughs> right. And that I think we'll get into in a in a few minutes what you should do when you realize it's not the thing. But there's this other category where – with the groomsmen, for example. So for those of you who didn't hear that episode, I met this guy at a wedding. He lives in Chicago. I live in New York. We started a – and I ended up – to make a very long story short, I ended up staying an extra night on this trip to Chicago to hang out with him. And we then started talking all day, every day, phone calls, FaceTimes, text messages. He came to New York, like it it was a an extremely emotionally invested, like intense situation that had absolutely no legs whatsoever. Yeah. For a variety of reasons.
2: I can't remember where we've said things sometimes, if it was on a different podcast or (laughs) ours. Oh, this was definitely this was when we were together in New York where I brought up the story of Ashley and Jared um when they decided to like just be friends and date other people. Obviously, if you follow The Bachelor and the general universe, you know they're married now, so that friendship period did not <laughs> Turn out to just be friends. But he dated a girl that he met on Paradise, not Ashley, and they broke up. I can't remember who it was. But at the reunion, she talked about the reason them breaking up is because clearly his relationship with Ashley took up so much like heart real estate for him, even though they were just allegedly just friends. That was not a true, you know, we stand a mixed gender, whatever you want friendship. This was obviously more than that. And so I do think that concept of like the heart real estate is the problem in this type of situationship.
1: Yeah. And distance was not the only reason why the groomsmen and I would never work out. We, there, there are a variety of others that I won't get into, but I knew it was not – even if the distance weren't a factor, I, I know he's not my person. Yeah. However, while we were in this three or four month long, I would say – we did this for, while we were in that period of time, I truly was not open to meeting other people. Interesting. And so did you feel like you had to fully sever that relationship? Yeah. Well, actually, it was finding Mr. Height that severed that relationship because... Whoa. Yeah. So this happened. The wedding was in October 2019. I started finding Mr. Height in February of 2020. January? I think it was January. January. And the reason that I started posting about my dating life on, at the time, my personal Instagram, is because I was not invested in going on dates because I was so invested in my situationship with the groomsman. And so I wanted something to keep me accountable to going on more and more first dates because I wanted to meet somebody and I knew that it wasn't him. And I knew that if I just continued yeah. on talking to him all day every day that I would never do that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And that actually precipitated us not talking all day every day because he didn't – not that he didn't like that I was posting about going on dates because he knew that he couldn't be upset about it per se, but he didn't like seeing it, which I totally get. And so we started talking less and less just sort of naturally and then it fizzled. Yeah. And now you're friendly. And now we're friendly. So that worked out.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously – on my in my situation
1: the new yorker listens to the podcast so <laughs> yes. there's no there's no hiding for me though nope. we're out <laughs> in the open here so so i do think in that sense that that they can interfere with you know having a having a real relationship and a lot of the questions that we got also were okay maybe you've had that or you've tried to have that dtr conversation that we've mentioned we've talked about that a lot um in terms of having a Here's what I would like us to be conversation like you did with your situationship in New York or like I did with waffles on the balcony. Let's say that that conversation does not go the way that you want. They do not say that they are also looking to be in a relationship with you right now, but they also don't do what waffles did and end things. I think that's where a lot of our e yeah, and that's where a lot of our listeners are having struggles because they know that the other person is understandable. Not on the same page. Yeah. They're in a spot where they know the other person isn't on the same page as them because they've had a conversation, but they have feelings and they're having a really hard time walking away. What would you say to them? I to
2: me, this is one of those things that is pain on impact is actually going to be like less pain down the line. Like you have to look ahead. Mm -hmm. To think about how much better you will feel later, even though it's going to suck. Like it's not going to be fun to walk away from something you care about and want. I think you have to sort of like predict the the, like future improvement rather than just look at like, wow, this one moment is going to be so hard. I can't do it.
1: I I totally agree. And I think looking at that future and seeing yourself and thinking about how will I feel if it's a year from now in certain amount of time here and we are still in this situation where i don't have what i want because i'm still in this situation with this person how will i feel then relative to how i feel now terrible terrible and try to make it really real for yourself about how you might feel in that same amount of time let's say a year from now where one year ago today you ended things with this person that didn't want what you want and now you're in a new situation, that's great. And it is what you want because it's a year away and so much can happen in a year. Yeah. I mean, shit, you could be engaged a year from now. Truly anything
2: can happen. (laughs) I remember something I've heard Matthew Hussey say, who we talk about sometimes on the podcast, Mm -hmm. and I believe it was him. He can take credit if it wasn't. Something to the effect of – You feel this way about this person today. Imagine how you'll feel about the person that is your person. And so
1: it's like you have so much sort of better stuff ahead. Leave yourself open to that. I love that. I haven't heard that before, but it rings so true for me. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was Matthew Hussey because he's very good. Yeah. And the other thing that I think – that I, I try to think about in those situations because I've been in them is you, you want a relationship that doesn't exist. You want a relationship with somebody who wants a relationship with you. You want a relationship with somebody who can give you what you need. And the person that you're in a situationship with can't do that. Doesn't want to, can't, doesn't matter. That relationship that you want doesn't exist. That is so well said. I think that mourning that potential is extremely difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's easier if you recognize it as not potential, if you recognize it as an imaginary thing.
2: That's a very, very
1: useful reframe, even though I can imagine it being very hard. Really hard. Because potential means – like if you think about – I'm not going to pull up the exact definition of potential right now, but I think (laughs) that the definition of potential means something that it could turn into this other thing like there is mm-hmm. there is a path towards it turning into this other thing like potential energy in physics yes there is no such path there is no such potential there is no way that it will turn into that other thing
2: yeah i mean this is so i actually think this is exactly how friends with benefits can devolve where it is when yeah. one person starts to want to turn it into another thing because They see – like they see the potential to change the dynamic.
1: Right. And so I think that in terms of – you know, people ask how do you know when to walk away? I think it's when it's clear that that thing that you want is not happening. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to be really real with yourself about when that is. And when that is is after you have a conversation with the person where you say what you want and they don't agree. Yep. And – how would you react if somebody
2: genuinely responded, I'm not there today, I would like to get there
1: with you? So that's that's not a lie. Like, are we okay with that? I think we can be. I would want to understand from them what that looks like in their head. Yeah. So when you say you want to get there with me, what does that look like to you? Mm-hmm. And not to say that it has to be on a certain timeline, but what does that even mean? That's a really vague phrase. I would want to have a little bit more conversation about what that means.
2: Yeah, I totally agree.
1: But yeah, I do think if it is a if it's a genuine
2: sentiment, I think it's something you can talk through.
1: Yeah. So when you end it though, I think you know, when we talk about mourning that I don't want to call it mourning the potential because we just said there isn't potential, but mourning this, you know, thing that doesn't exist or thing that will never be. Give yourself some grace on that because something that I think can be really hard about situationships is because they aren't quote unquote real relationships, you can feel like you don't deserve to mourn them the way that you would a real relationship. Yes, totally agreed.
2: I think that this is actually something um, we've talked about, Summerhouse early on the podcast, and something mm-hmm. that I, you know, Hannah Berner, her stock, she had a very tough season in many ways. However, something that I stand with her on is that she had she had a situationship with Luke, this other man on the show, um, for people who don't watch, that's like really all you need to know for the context here, where he, in a court of law, would win in the fact, in saying that we didn't have a relationship. Fine, congratulations, you didn't call her a girlfriend. But if we take what she has said as true, they were FaceTiming every day, he was saying, I love you, uh, you know, like he would the, they were in a situation, and she was basically being told, like, You can't be sad, we weren't anything. And I, I, I really disagree with that message, and I think that she was completely allowed to be like very upset about how that played out.
1: I totally agree, and uh, that's why I think. That's why I say give yourself the grace to do that. And that actually brings me to something else that I wanted to mention, which is we've talked a lot about being the person who wants more in the situationship. Mm -hmm. We did get a question from a listener about the opposite, where they are in a situation where they know that the other person wants more and they don't. Great question. And yeah, and I think that that kind of brings me back to the waffle situation where the only thing that I fault him for is that he knew that there was this mismatch of expectations between us and he waited for me to bring it up. Yep, totally. I've shared the um, the story
2: of the... Even though this was a, this would have been a, technically a friends with an ex situation, not a situation ship. I've shared that after the student and I broke up, he really wanted to remain friends in part because we had been friends mm. before we dated. And he, his logical conclusion was that we would date again because I would spend some time being his friend and then like realize I wanted to be with him again. And that's where I, I, I was, I was like, you're responsible for your feelings, but I've got to save you from this here. And like, no, we cannot be friends because that's not going to happen. And so I think he was very disappointed that he didn't get to sort of stay in the orbit of things.
1: But I think in the long term, it was, I had to do that. I agree. And I would give that advice to anybody who's in that situation where let's say you've had a, you know, DTR conversation It did not go the way the other person wanted it to go. Really evaluate. Yes, the other person is an adult and they are responsible for their own feelings, like you said, but are you operating with their feelings in mind? That is a good question to ask. It's
2: sort of this issue of I don't want to say once you know you're responsible or something, I don't think it's quite that clear, but I do think like once it has been so directly presented in front of you that this is how this person feels and this is what they want, you then are no longer operating under any guise of ignorance about the fact that, you know, maybe we're on the same page or maybe they want what I want. We just haven't talked about it, you know. And so I think that sort of opens a door a little bit to some responsibility that you have to take for their feelings.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I also think that... If you meet somebody in a, like, dating context, let's say a dating app, et cetera, and you haven't explicitly discussed that you are both looking for something casual, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you realize at some point that you don't want a relationship with this person, that you entered into it thinking maybe you did and you've decided you don't, I really think you need to have that conversation, even if you haven't been explicitly told that that's what they want. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that
2: once you – like. It, it, it sounds stupidly obvious to say, and yet I'm going to say it anyway, that <laughs> once you realize, like, you don't want to date somebody, like, tell them. Tell them soon.
1: Yeah. Tell them immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah. Unless I think, you know, there are situations where you might be getting in your own way or self-set. Like, I don't want to say, like, just because you have – I, I don't know. It, it can certainly get a little messy in there, but generally I, I stand by the sentiment.
1: Yes. I think it can get messy because there's also, you know, just because you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody doesn't mean that you don't have any value to offer them if they want something different too. And But, you know, talk to each other really is the, is the whole point. Yeah. So should we do a little, is this a situation, ship? Yeah. I have one from a listener here. So this listener says, we've been on 12 dates in two months. He's still on Bumble but knows I'm off the app is this a situationship? Maybe. <laughs> 12 dates in two months is a lot. I was tr- doing that math. So I did the math on that. Yeah. I did the math on it when I read that question and was like, okay, so that's six dates a month. That's more than once a week. Yeah. That's like a tight turnaround. On some- that, is, that is very consistent. Very. Yes. Very consistent dating. Uh, my question though – so I, th- I think the answer is yes for me. The only reason is because it sounds like this listener is confused. Good point. Good point. I, I guess. I guess perhaps what I'm saying is, if you're asking if it's a situationship, it probably is. Love that. Good rule of thumb. Because if you're, if you're asking, that means you're confused. Yeah. And that is how we define situationships. Exactly. The lack of the lack of clarity. But but sort of like digging in further on this particular situation. How does – it, it is a she because I, I have more information about the situation. How does she know that he's still on Bumble? How do they have this information about each other? How does she know that he's still on Bumble and he knows that she's not? I was going to ask that. I I don't know. I don't have more context than what I read um, besides her gender because she mentioned that. But I don't know how that conver- – that, If that's a, if that was a conversation that happened – then I think perhaps there was a an opportunity for her, if she is off the app because of how she feels about them. yep, there was an opportunity that I don't know if she took to say that's why she's off the app.
2: Yes, I agree with you. Um, I do think sort of like deleting the app to like not being on them is a great entry point to the conversation, yeah. I have I know people that delete the app from their screen and think that they've deleted Bumble. Yes. and so, and I'm like, oh no, you have not. i I, I don't know. I just have I have a lot of like clarifying questions here. like, is it possible that his that he deleted it from I, I don't know, I don't know. I just have questions, but I do think this could be easily solvable, potentially.
1: Yes, because we don't know whether she knows he's on the app because he told her or whether she was told. Like somebody saw him, right? For example, yeah. Like, does she have a friend who like he swiped
2: on or something like that?
1: Yeah. Well, if he's swiping, then he certainly knows he has the app. E- exactly. That's why. That's why I meant. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. That that's why
2: it matters. How she knows. Yeah.
1: Yes, but you're right. Uh, PSA here: in order to delete pretty much any dating app account, I'm pretty sure. You have to go into your settings and literally delete account. You cannot just delete the app from your phone. That will not work. Um, It's sort of like Michael Scott. Like, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) Just saying it out loud? Yes. (laughs) Right. Um, So I thought that I had multiple listener situations written down, but I only had that one. (laughs)
2: Oh, great. Okay. Okay, well this is a merely a first round of our game. People
1: write in with yours yes. and we'll um, adjudicate them. Yes, if you if you want to know is this a situation ship or not. In fact, I will add it to our um Google form at finding com slash podcast. I will add is this is this a situation ship? And you can submit them there and maybe we'll make it a segment. Love. I think that's all we have for today, right? I think so too.
2: Yeah, like I said, that's all we have after like an hour and a half.
1: I know, right? I that think that's all we have. We've been talking for 90 minutes, but uh, I think we're done. Oh, one thing I did want to mention, actually, as a callback to last week, I got a DM from a listener in Ireland who wants us to know that, that you look uh, sexy as fucking hell is a very common compliment in Ireland. Oh. Though... She agrees that having seen that cat photo, it was not the right compliment to give. Yes. Okay. I don't. I
2: I stand by that. It's weirder paired with like the mirror towel. Like I,
1: I still don't feel great about it.
0: No, I completely agree. the the
1: The towel mirror selfie. I mean, that would have been a deal breaker without both of those things. Like, the the towel mirror selfie was a deal breaker. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, but. I just wanted to throw that in there from a listener from Ireland. So thank you, listener. I love our international crew. I know. I wish that another PSA also, which we should also say, if you like this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And tell a friend. And tell a friend. Um, We should start saying it at the the top of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also wanted to let our international listeners know that we can't see your reviews if you're not in the United States, but they do still help us. So thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And if you want us to read one of your reviews or feature it, feel free to screenshot it and DM it to me, and we will do so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would, I would love to see what the Irish have to say about us. Yes, me too. I, we know we're number one in Belize, so it, you know we've peaked. Yeah, I mean it doesn't get better. <laughs>
2: great. Oh, all right, girl. all right. Talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. You too. Bye.